And now, a bit of romance. Two girls on a quest to find which rom-com is the best. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Hello, and welcome to P.S. I Love Rom-coms, the podcast about eating dinner alone on a TV tray, horses and dumpsters that run away, and Matthew McConaughey. We're your hosts. I'm Mia. <laughs> and I'm Allie. P.S. I Love Rom-coms is a rom-com review podcast where each week, me and I dig through a package of M&Ms, not only looking for the brown ones, but also the answer to the question, which rom-com is the best rom-com of all time? For January, Allie and I decided to celebrate one of our favorite rom-com leading ladies. Who knows? That love don't cost a thing. That's right. For the month of January, we are watching all of our favorite Jennifer Lopez rom-coms. So let's get loud. Woo! <laughs> J-Lo January. Here J-Lo we come. Now, we like to start off each episode with a little segment called Which Rom-Com Hero or Heroine Are You Channeling? Where we equate the experiences we had this week with the famous rom-com hero or heroine. And I can start us off. This week, I'm channeling the character of Mike O'Donnell from 17 Again, which a grown man gets to go back to high school um, as his younger Is self. Is that Matthew that- Perry's character? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Perry, later Zac Efron. And that is because I, um, for this New Year's, am sort of about to embark on a... Um, getting together with some friends at a um, deserted rented out summer camp <laughs> and which is like, okay, that's sort of going back to the past enough. And then I was just informed um, that there is, it is outdoor and everyone has to get tested before and right after and has to be like triple back. So it's very, very she, she, and it may, you know, it's very, it's very COVID conscious and who knows it may not even happen because stuff is so crazy. But um, I was just informed that there is an outdoor dance party and that's, there is a theme. Uh, there is a theme. And oh my God, what's the theme? What's the theme? <laughs> it's formal wear from the year 3022. So I am just... Oh my God. I have not Wait. been to a theme dance since college. Oh my God. You literally so, like... Mia, bring a notebook to this weekend because this is a literal rom-com like it's literally i can already think i can see the title it's called adult camp and it's a bunch of adults you know in crazy outfits you know standing in front of a campground okay tell me more tell me more about this you're absolutely right it is called adult camp jealous no, it's and it's like so set up to be so romantic, not necessarily for me, but my friend, my friends I'm going with, was sort of like last minute. We're like, should she bring a date? Should she not? And she sort of invited this guy she has a crush on who's like, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say that. It's fine. He's not going to listen to this. <laughs> no, you got it. No, you're doing it the right way, Mia. Don't right. go, go free, go single. Don't go tied down. Because, no, no, no. Because for your rom-com, that you will write after going on this because it's just it's too good of an opportunity not to you're gonna find someone you're gonna meet someone there either on the dance floor of that 30 20 party or <laughs> or maybe oh my gosh you're gonna be canoeing mia and you're gonna and you're gonna lose an oar and you're gonna be stranded in the middle of the lake and then somebody's gonna have to like jump in the water and save you and that's gonna be your meet cute Oh my God. I, Allie, you're completely right. There are canoes even. And I, <laughs> yes. I cannot wait. You're absolutely right. If, 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 if I don't get a romantic weekend out of this, I'm at least going to be writing a rom-com about it. Oh my um, gosh. I'm so 
like crazy jealous of you. Tell me everything. I cannot wait. Like it's, uh, I will, I'll be texting you live from the situation (laughs) to update you with ideas. And no, I can't believe it's happening. It's like the most, like I get to go back to childhood and college all at once. And I'm already like, feel, yeah, it's just, I'm returning to like a younger version of myself with people I haven't seen for a long time either. So it's very fun. Are you going to have any like old high school mm. college crushes there Do you I, mean, know? I don't know yet I don't think that would be so. perfect like if you go and like your crush that you forgot about like is there and oh that, my gosh I, I hope so because that's ideal because right now it's like just some friends from college but um people are sort of like being added randomly that like yes. then like last minute like we just added someone last minute so fingers crossed <laughs> yes please if not give me like a little like eyes across the dance floor trope um we We'll see. But regardless, I am going to be dressing up for a theme dance, which I have not done truly um, since I was in college. So that's very exciting. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm excited to go back to the past. Hopefully we all make it with Omicron. Fingers crossed. Um, but that's who I'm channeling. Allie, who are you channeling? Wow. Kind of the complete opposite. While <laughs> Mina is having an exciting, sexy, romantic camp adventure, um, I have been getting really into um knitting machines um and so for that reason this week i'm channeling josie geller from uh never been kissed drew barrymore's character who makes her own pillows just because mia i've been spending hours every night before i go to bed researching knitting machines (gasps) knitting patterns yarns yarn gauges uh Um, yarn thread counts because i I have now figured out that I've watched enough YouTube videos that I can knit my own sweater. I'm confident <laughs> that I can do it. I, I can. And so I've been, but it's all about like, I can do it with a knitting machine. I can't do it by hand. I don't have the patience or the skill right. or like the speed or the endurance. But with a knitting machine, I most definitely can knit a what sweater. What is a knitting machine, Allie? I'm going to look this up. Okay. I've done research on all of them. And the one you should look up is an Addy Express, a King Addy okay. Express. By the way, Addy Express, <laughs> please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Addy Express, King um, size knitting machine. <laughs> um, so it's a circular knitting machine, but you can knit panels on it and to knit a sweater all you need to do is knit four panels um okay and it is so and you need to you need to know all you need to do is you need to know how to purl um which isn't too too hard and that's what you do for like the cuffs and like the base of the sweater um Mm. i'm not gonna crochet a fancy collar on my sweater because i'm not i'm not there yet um (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but Allie, you, this is amazing. This you, is and you also have to like, after you knit the panels, you have to like sew them together with a crochet hook, but that's super easy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's possible. I can <gasps> live my dream of being able to make sweaters and socks and socks are actually a bit harder, um, which is why I'm starting mm-hmm. with panels and sweaters. I'm going to do sweaters, hats, socks. That's the way I'm going to build oh my up. God. And so my goal is for next Christmas that everybody I know gets a hat. <laughs> oh my god Allie we should do we should do knitting club like from um a castle for Christmas I mean we, 
We should <laughs> for Castle for Christmas. Most definitely. I think I think Castle for Christmas really got to me, Mia. You did have closely on the tail of us watching Castle for Christmas. So yeah. wow, that's that's incredible. I'm really happy for you. Obviously, no judgment for me. That sounds like a dream and a half. Um and I look forward. I look forward to seeing your progress. This is this sounds incredible. And I love this for you. Without a doubt, when I do finish my sweater, I will be posting about it on Instagram. <laughs> In a disgusting way, in a way when you're like, okay, Ellie, please stop. But it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> it's within reach. My dream is within reach. Um, I'm so happy for you. And I, I think this is going to be a very good chapter in your life. And I really cannot wait to see the sweater. And I want one and I want to make one. And I'm going to ask to borrow your machine. <laughs> I will most definitely lend you my machine and I'll show you how to use it. <laughs> nothing Yay! would bring me more joy. Honestly, nothing would bring oh me God, more joy. Ellie, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is I love this overlap of our personalities so much. I was talking to um, another friend about my knitting machine and I saw their <laughs> eyes kind of glaze over and they're like, uh-huh. And then I was like, you gotta stop talking about Allie. You have to stop talking about this knitting machine. And I honestly could not and I, I felt so bad for that friend who I literally like, <laughs> it felt like I had them hostage and was just talking about mm-hmm. yarn gauge and and low pill yarn versus high pill <laughs> yarn. And what does that even mean? And like, what kind of yarn that I'm looking for? <laughs> for my oh sweater. my God. That is a character, Allie. You should write that down. That is something. <laughs> it's <laughs> really, the difference uh, between low pill yarn, and high pill yarn. You can guess, do you want to know which one I'm looking for? Yes. 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 <laughs> That's incredible. Um, okay. I okay. I can't wait to see. You gotta keep me updated, and um, I want I want to make a sweater with you. <laughs> um, oh, and also, um, sorry. That was me. That's my transition. No, <laughs> I'm dropping the ball. I'm like, I can't it's even my... tell you that I'm just like so sweaty and tired, and just processing my stomach. Um, um, but I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm going to, I'm, I'll, I'll make this transition. Um, Perfect. S- speaking of women who scream their singleness from the rooftops, <laughs> who like to do quiet activities <laughs> home alone. Let's get into our movie discussion, <laughs> shall we? Um, this week we watched the 2001 rom-com, The Wedding Planner. In this film, while celebrating her newest and most lucrative account, a wedding for the internet tycoon Fran Donnelly, played by Bridget Wilson Sampras, Mary Fiore, played by Jennifer Lopez, is rescued from a near-fatal collision with a runaway dumpster by a handsome (laughs) pediatrician, Steve Edison, played by Matthew McConaughey. After spending the most enchanting evening of their lives together, Mary thinks she's finally found a reason to believe in love. What she doesn't know is that the man of her dreams is engaged to her biggest client, Fran Donnelly. (laughs) 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 The Wedding Planner was directed by Adam Shankman and written by Michael Ellis and Pamela Falk. Fun fact, the original actors set to play Mary and Steve were Jennifer Love Hewitt and Brendan Fraser, respectively. They were replaced with Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. What? Yes. So they were they were later replaced by Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. And both couples eventually dropped out due to scheduling conflicts, leaving Lopez and McConaughey to be the eventual stars. That is crazy. Isn't that crazy? 
clearly Allie wrote this because I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Literal, literally, the director, Adam Shankman, was like just at the end of his rope and he's like, God, can just somebody be in this movie? And so oh, he my God. drove to Matthew, McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey's house to beg him to be in the movie, which is just like, I. Oh my God. Yeah. Because he was just like, because Brendan Fraser dropped out like, four weeks before shooting which is oh my god is because he had a conflict and then freddie prince jr was like nah um <laughs> and then, i love freddie prince jr's attitude to the whole industry he's <laughs> just like mm, i don't know i'm not really gonna uh, do it anymore yeah i'm fine also isn't it crazy that matthew mcconaughey now award-winning oscar award-winning actor was his <laughs> third choice for this rom-com <gasps> That's the craziest part. Like him and J Lo are obviously like the most A list out of any of those options, Isn't and that crazy? The fact that yeah. they were third choice. Yeah, I do get it. I do think Jennifer Love Hewitt sort of would excel in this role, but it's she's amazing. Uh, J Lo is amazing in this role. Yeah. Um, also, just one more fun fact before um, w- we jump into uh, our movie discussion, um, <laughs> and this is truly. <laughs> um, I mean, it sounds like my personal nightmare, but the people, the the two writers who wrote this, Michael Ellis and Pamela Falk, were dating while they were writing and pitching this script around. Oh my and God. then after their first rewrite, after like the studio gave them notes and they did their first rewrite, they broke up. No. And then they had to do all subsequent rewrites as a as as exes. Oh my god. That's a rom-com if I that ever is a rom-com. Someone write that story. That's a great rom-com. Oh my god. That is crazy. Isn't and it? also not the first sort of like broken up romantic pair of like rom-com writers we've heard of. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I wonder if it sort of came, comes through in the I mean, I guess honestly kind of in like Eddie and uh uh Fran's breakup it was sort of an unusual breakup I wonder if there's any of their breakup in that yeah um, well, what, the, what I will say because that's it's an interesting point you made is that uh so in the movie uh the character of Steve who also goes by the name of Eddie which is where <laughs> there's a little um fun mix-up uh but <laughs> The character of Steve uh, does this thing where when he's full, he like hikes up his pant leg. And <laughs> that is something that Michael Ellis does a lot when he's wow. full. And so like a lot of their like personal specifics, uh, both writers were like put into this movie because they really wanted to make it feel like not your normal corny generic rom-com. They're like, we don't want it to be generic. So they tried to add in as many specifics as possible um, wow like like for example again michael ellis had like that the fame there's a famous scene in the movie where um the character steve only likes to eat the brown m&ms because he thinks there's less artificial coloring in them iconic it's iconic, iconic. <laughs> it's like what a quirky weird thing who would think that <laughs> um and that's like uh the writer michael ellis one of the writers <sighs> michael ellis is that's his belief he believes that um, wow! So, like all those like kind of quirky, weird little details, I would say there's a high percentage chance that they came from those two writers' <laughs> own experience in life. 
Oh my God. And Allie, that's one of the things Fran doesn't like about Eddie is that he hikes up his pant leg. Mm-hmm. So that is, and also I don't understand how that would make you feel less full. Like, and well, you know, they're just like, you know, we're our weird little things that we all do. Um, right. Where it's, you know, why would you just eat brown M&Ms? You know, it doesn't that logic also that logic when I was a kid blew my mind as an adult. I'm like, I probably has the same exact amount of color. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, oh my God. Um, Ali, had you seen this before? What was your relationship with the wedding planner? Like, oh my God, I probably, I've seen this movie so many times. I've already seen this movie twice this year. (laughs) Um, it is literally like, it's one of my comfort rom-coms. I think Mm -hmm. Jennifer Lopez is just the most incredible woman ever. I fucking love JLo so much. And as a kid, I was a huge fan. Like these were the, these were the rom-coms that I watched a lot, the wedding planner and made in Manhattan. Those were the ones that I like, I remember like they were the first kind of ones that I saw because I was probably in like second grade around this time. And um, yeah, they really, really affected me. Um, I love, uh, I mean, like it was, I was reading and this was interesting. A surprise. The wedding planner didn't get good reviews. Oh my God. Um, what? And one of the me? reasons why, um, there were a couple of reasons why I didn't get good <laughs> reviews, but, um, one that was cited a lot was that, um, the character of Mar- Mary Fiore, um, is very like, and kind of like uptight businesswoman. She yeah. wears a tight bun and is very like particular about things looking a certain way, like a lot of plastic wrap in her life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she watches Antiques Roadshow with a glass oh of crisp God. white wine <laughs> in my literal dream. Truly, um, truly we're seen. <laughs> I feel very safe uh, with this movie. But uh, yeah, I really, I always like related a lot to... Um, I think the Mary Fiore character and like her type A ness, even though um, reviewers are like, she seems a little uptight and prissy. We don't <laughs> like, you know, how you know rigid she is, and it's like, okay, well, how about the fact that she like is trying, you know, to make partner at this wedding planner firm? Okay, um, so uh, <laughs> I don't know what the logic of that. I'm like, I have no idea if that's a real thing or not, but it feels high stakes. It feels so high stakes, um, but yeah, I. I love this movie. I love the weird meat cute with the runaway dumpster. I love. Oh my God. I, I think I love it for the specifics that we were talking about. Uh, I love it for that weird scene in that statue garden where Mary castrates <laughs> a statue and then accidentally glues it to Matthew McConaughey's hand, the statue penis. And then, you know, I just, I love their chemistry together. I think that Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Lopez have incredible chemistry together. They're just both lovely, beautiful, likable people. And I think the I think the crazy, crazy setup is just so delicious, like delicious and rom commy in that early 2000s way where like it's just crazy, crazy plot like crazy plot in setups where it's like, yeah, wedding planner has to 
falls in love with a guy who happens to be in a wedding that she's planning. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's like it's so it's so convoluted in the best way. Yeah, like, like the movie we just watched uh, last episode, Five Year Engagement, was an example of like a very grounded rom com where the characters have to deal with like actual real world problems, and this is a problem in the wedding planner that. No one will ever deal with. Maybe like one out of a million people will have to deal with something like this. But um, uh, that's what makes it so fun and silly. And um, yeah, I love rom-coms like this that are just like pure rom-com like yes. plot. Oh, a thousand percent. This This is like golden era, early 2000s rom-com. It's like the most heightened to the nines version yeah. of this this moment in the genre. <laughs> and I agree. It's incredible. I mean, and I, I also saw it when I was like very young and I'm just like, the idea, like the amount of the, the amount of concern I had for when I grew up that w- if I were to be a wedding planner, <laughs> having to avoid falling in love with like, the groom, it's so funny. It's so unrealistic and fantastic. Um, and I agree. I love. I even think it's so funny that people found her very uptight. She's really not uptight. I think, and she's just like yeah. it's. It's amazing. She's like not a hair out of place. You know, impeccable, yeah. but um. Like she, uh, she's like very warm and like fun, so it's it's. I think that's what's very telling of the time. They're like this. It's like that. The fact that that was considered an uptight woman. I'm just like, oh my god. She just drinks and watches reality TV. Leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I agree. It's like I love the whole world. I love the like elegant wedding planner headquarters where everyone's like walking around. Like it's like if I've I've like worked for events and I've like seen wedding planner situation. Yeah, pretty unglamorous. It's pretty like yeah, pretty like laborious, um, stressful. They all like wear black now. Like they're all sort of like <laughs> in, like cheap little like yeah. outfits. Um, yeah, I so feel like they all a- have big sticky binders. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe like maybe that's like just the level of wedding planning I'm at maybe cause like <laughs> I'm only like in, you know, middle-class weddings, maybe like upper, upper, you know, right. Wealthy Have weddings, more she, she planners. Yeah. But it yeah. is very, they make wedding planning look very glamorous. There's, uh, there's so many like incredible scenes where JLo is like at weddings, <clears throat> like saving weddings from like disasters. <gasps> oh my God. And like, it's, the opening like wedding <laughs> scene in this movie is so good. It's, it's like so good. Jalo is you see her like in action at this wedding, literally putting out fires everywhere. <laughs> and then there's just this really great running bit where um the the priest is always trying to go to the bathroom and she's always like, no, 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 no. You stay up there and you hold it. And like, it's such a funny line. He's yeah. like, mother nature calls. And she says, no, father, we must call back later. Oh, yes. <laughs> Turns them around. That's pretty funny. That's pretty it's funny. good. It's good. Um, yeah, it made the worst. Right, this is one of those rom coms that absolutely destroyed my expectations for the world. I was like, yeah. "Wedding <laughs> are this insane event that has to go off without a hitch in this way, where it's like you're constantly having to wrangle the father of the bride and the priest and um, the flower girl." And 
oh my god when I was a kid the moment that I thought was the most incredible was when the woman there's like a bride who comes in like the day before her wedding and she had a self-tanner issue yeah. and Jayla was like half a cup of lemon half a cup of sugar half a cup of salt scrub 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 <laughs> and then she solves it and I just remember being like she is a genius <laughs> um. she can solve any problem yes um, and that's um, the problem of falling in love with Matthew McConaughey oh my god which brings me back to okay we have to talk about the dumpster because this I can also keep again when I was a kid I thought that was pretty normal as an adult watching and being uh, like <laughs> the contrivance here is that J-Lo heel gets stuck in a manhole this this man who's a bad driver hits a dumpster and it's going directly towards her on a hill and she gets away and then goes back for her shoes and then Matthew McConaughey shoves her out of the way and then they fall in classic rom-com fashion Mm -hmm. front to front on top of each other um incredible it's the craziest thing I've ever seen as an adult um I love it I love honestly I think it's fun how insane it is and honestly I would love to see more insane things like that I think it's fun yeah, it's like it's probably the craziest meet cute. I'm trying to think if uh while you were sleeping is crazier. No, I think a runaway dumpster is the craziest no. meet cute that it I might be because it's so specific. It's so specific. It's so random. Random. Like the, the how they <laughs> landed on that is I was like, I'm like, wow, if you gave me a million chances i don't know if i would have hit that one <laughs> yeah yeah that took a lot like i'm imagining their script and i'm like that took a lot of page space describing how this dumpster came towards her um <laughs> but then she you know matthew mcconaughey saves her and she uh wakes up in this like tiny hospital room where like she's and then she finds out she's in a children's hospital um and that he's a pediatrician literally the most <laughs> swoon worthy job um, oh my god like cute children and like he's just surrounded by like adoring sick children when she wakes up and um yeah then comes her best friend you know to check on her and who is her best friend but <gasps> Judy Greer, Judy Greer. <laughs> And I need to, there's something, and this is going to take us a little, I'm taking us on a little bit of a detour, but I have a fun fact. And then I have a fun question to ask. The fun fact is that when Judy, Judy Greer auditioned for this role, 70 other, 79 other actresses were also auditioning for it. Doesn't that make you so sad, Mia? (laughs) Um, Oh my God, of course. Of course, literally. Of course, 79 other actresses were auditioning for this role. Um, makes you uh, gasp a little bit. Um, <laughs> makes you look in the mirror going, why did I choose to do this? <laughs> but then, you know what? But then maybe we're Judy Greer. Maybe, maybe we're, we're Judy, Judy Greer. Greer. Sometimes maybe we are Judy Greer. Maybe we are Judy Greer. But here's the thing. She was the first of 79 actresses to audition. Stop. Stop. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she got the role. And here's my fun question, which I'm wondering is, is this, I'm going to pull up Judy Greer's IMDb. I'm I, I was, we are in the exact same train of thought. I was doing the exact same thing. Was this her first best friend role? Is this the titular Judy Greer, the best friend is, role? Is this what sets her on the path of being the best friend? Okay, let's see. Okay, I'm looking you right looking. now. Yeah, I'm looking. Wow, so she has had a very oh. long career. So in What Women Want, she is not the best friend. She actually is like the sad kind of suicidal girl. 
So that's, oh, oh my God, it's the wedding planner, Allie. Because oh her big rom-coms are just, but it looks like um the biggest rom-coms I can see are uh, What Women Want, where she's not the best friend. And yeah. then this movie where she is. So this might be the titular one. Do you see anything else on there that you would I don't think see anything not? else. Like I see these, some other movies that I don't, I haven't seen Kissing a Fool. Right. Um, and Jawbreaker is not a rom-com. I think this is her first one. Oh my gosh. Because she wow. was just kind of like a, so- a small side part in What Women Want. And I feel like this might be her big kind of breakout role. And that makes sense, Allie, because this feels like a bit of a sketch of Judy Greer's best friend. Like it has, we haven't harnessed that full, like, power of what Judy Greer can do as <laughs> best friend. Like yeah. in 27 Dresses or 13 Going on 30. Like this does feel like early development of the archetype of the Judy Greer best friend. <laughs> Wow. Um, that's incredible. That's yeah. And she's, she's lovely. She's lovely in this. And okay. I also, for, this was the first time watching this where I realized that the boss is Kathy Najimy. Do you know Kathy yes. Najimy? Oh my God. And also I felt was so underutilized. I was like, give me like way more <laughs> Kathy Najimy in this. Yeah. Please. Like she's so incredible. Um, and then I did write down, wow. You know, I, I am just shocked at my capacity to be a full adult watching this movie and being like amazed at how attractive Matthew McConaughey is. He's so handsome. They He's like so handsome. Go on this like, it, you know, it's not labeled as a date, but like J Lo and and Matthew, um, or like Mary and Steve go on this date where they like watch a movie in a park. They like watch old movies in the park, and that's where we see the famous Eminem scene where. Steve only eats the brown ones. <laughs> um, oh, and also hands Judy Greer a handful of loose gumballs that she was waiting for. <laughs> I thought that was crazy. And then, um, you know, they like have a really like beautiful moment. And then in just such a good reveal, later we find out like Mary Lance's big account, uh, like the Franz like wedding account. And is it, is it, they first meet on the in the dancing scene right <sighs> like when all three of them are together all three of them to, are together on the dance in the ballroom dance class yes exactly that's the first time it's revealed you know mary and uh uh steve's you know world is shattered when they discover that you know mary is the wedding planner for uh steve's fiance's Fran's you know wedding um and there's like this fun reveal where we learn that Fran calls Steve Eddie because that's his middle name and it's like very like oh and then of course perfect sexy circumstance Fran has a big business call and can't be there for the dance lessons so Mary and Steve have to do the dance lessons and I have a really fun fact about this that is truly like a crazy fun fact so Matthew McConaughey, uh, Oscar uh, winning actor during the scene, could not figure out how to say his lines and dance at the same time. Oh, my God. They had to put a pause on the scene and he had to take two months of dance classes before they could film the scene so he could say his lines and dance at the same time versus J-Lo being a pop star was able to do it easily <laughs> oh my god that is so that's insane 
that is like also what a freaking baby <laughs> like kid gloves <laughs> they treated Matthew McConaughey with I know and so that whenever you see him like insane. transform himself for a role where he like loses a bunch of weight and like really just like lets loose in like an emotional raw scene remember that he can't dance and say lines at the same time yeah I remember that he had to take two years of dance lessons for the wedding planner oh, it's too much Two yeah. months. Sorry, two months. <laughs> two years. Um, same thing. That's same thing. Same thing. Um, that's insane. Um, I, I I love that scene. I also, again, this movie made had incredible, just insane expect, created insane expectations for me for the world. I was like, yep, everyone has to go to ballroom dancing lessons, of course. Um, and then is Fred Willard the dance instructor? Yes. <laughs> that's so fun. It's <laughs> so fun. There's so many good. Um, there's so many good cameos. That's good. Basil St. Mosley is his name. Great. <laughs> great. You love it. Basil oh. St. Mosley. Um, that's that's lovely. Yeah, I, I love the whole setup and the contrivance of it. And I love that J-Lo and Fran, that Mary and Fran are not enemies in this. Yes. So part of the issue is that she's just like, well, I just respect Fran. <laughs> so, so can't do this to her. Sorry. Yeah, um, that was I love that. so lovely to see. And Fran is never portrayed as bad or evil in any way. She's just like yeah. a lovely, hardworking woman. And even when they break up, she doesn't like have a whole fit where she like. It is like the, the rom-com trope of like, what a lovely breakup. Um, yeah. She's totally <laughs> fine with them breaking up. But she is. They so could have, you know, like what we often see is like, oh, Fran was also cheating or Fran also had some yeah. side piece. But no, Fran was loyal all along. Um, but, <laughs> you know, she also felt that it wasn't right. And they like had a nice breakup and she was never like mean one di dimensional, you know, X kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I like that. Yeah. They were then like, if anything, he was like, she's cool. She like ran a gambling ring at our college. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, Oh, they just changed. And they sort of got on this thing that they couldn't thought get out of. And I think that's like, Oh, like that is sort of like sometimes how people end up getting engaged. So yeah, I think that that situation was handled uh, like specifically well for the time period in which this came out. Yeah. Women um, were not fact, refreshing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's, I think that's cool. And maybe that like does happen when it's like a writing team that is a relate that are that were in a relationship that seemed to maybe have had a good breakup if they were able to continue <laughs> to do this that they were able to treat each side with um empathy. Yeah, something I want to discuss is you know this is probably the only thing of the movie that's like a little you know runaway dumpster I can handle. You know, <laughs> in a statue garden with Matthew McConaughey and a statue stone penis breaks off and gets glued to his hand and she has to tend to her crush's wound and remove it. I can handle that. <laughs> I think that the character of Massimo is too cartoonish and uh, yeah I, I agree offensive. with that i would agree that's got to be offensive to somebody right because i don't think justin chambers is in any way italian yeah um, and it seems like it also like i feel like rom-coms do this a lot and maybe this is just media a lot where like people who are like recent immigrants who are learning english as a second language 
are like portrayed to be stupid. And it's like, they're yeah. not stupid. They're learning a new language. Don't portray them as, you know, idiots because they can't speak English. No, they're learning a new language. Give them, yeah. you know, cut them a little slack. Totally. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That, that's sort of a, like a dangerous characterization short, sort of like to participate in. So yeah, I agree. Massimo is definitely the character that does not quite hold up. And also that he's just down from the jump of like, great. Yep. We'll just get married. And like, I'm a big dummy. It's like, yeah, it's not, it's not very, it's not a very complex representation of that character. So I agree with you. Yeah. I think that is a bit too cartoonish and could use a little bit of an update. Um, and I think you'd be an easy one, right? You just make him like, Oh, she (laughs) went to college in Italy or something. You have some, a little more, you know, a little more good on paper guy vibe. That's an easy sort of tweak to make it not so much that way. (laughs) But yeah, I agree. I think Massimo is a little, yeah, too cartoonish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they had some wins and losses. A complex portrayal of sort of like the one-dimensional X absolutely made an insane good on paper guy. Um, yeah. Um, another thing that in terms of like all of this works for me is something that does seem incredibly contrived now, but I still like it, but it's still crazy, is like when Mary, Eddie, Fran, Massimo, and Fran's parents all go look at a wedding venue yeah. and like ride horses. Yes. It's like how it's like when I was a kid, it all made sense. And I'm like, yeah, you have to do that when you're planning a wedding. And as an adult, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Like that yeah. would never happen. Um, yeah, but it leads to what a perfect <laughs> sexy circumstance. <laughs> oh no, my Mary's horse, like, you know, goes crazy, gets spooked and like runs off into the woods. And Matthew McConaughey just so happens to be an excellent horseman and can chase after her. And then, she needs to ride on the same horse with him and not in a normal way, but in a weird way where they're literally facing like, <laughs> like towards each other on the yes. horse, like, like face to face on the horse, no, horseback needs, riding. It's very, it's very silly. And that's, yeah, it's sort of, you know, if you're getting into this movie, that's what you're getting. You're getting sort of like the most contrived rom-com situations but that's why we like it that's why, that's we, like why we like these really, it because the works. more plot <laughs> like when you get these really plotty movies then there are more fun contrived yeah situations yeah and i do it does if you're gonna come if you're gonna commit to it commit to it and this movie does and it works for me this movie like we said very plotty a lot of fun contrived things and like what's fun is like the wedding i mean the movie ends with like a double wedding where you know (laughs) steve is at his wedding with fran and they end up deciding to get married in like (laughs) central park in this like really beautiful kind of like elaborate way and then um mary kind of has a secret wedding um a secret (laughs) wedding um in town hall with massimo because she just like he like says a nice speech to her and she's like, I'm tired and single and says yes after <laughs> marrying him, which um, is not as crazy. <laughs> now that I'm older, I'm like, I get it. I get it. She's tired. Uh, but, um, I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, uh, but then guess what? They both end up running away from their weddings and meeting on that tree. Um, 
Mm. It's such a good, God, I love full circle endings. Um, They meet on that tree to, and watch, you know, where they like first met watching old movies. They sit there again and they just, and he, Steve finds Mary eating only the brown M&Ms. The way he (laughs) eats them. (laughs) Oh, which when I was a kid, that was like the most magical thing in the world to me. Yeah. I still love it as an adult, but I was like, wow, that blew my mind when I was a kid. Now I'm like, you're both wrong. You're both crazy. <laughs> both crazy, but I still love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that ending. I love her like little small town hall wedding. And I like the dad goes back on what he was gonna sort of pressure her into doing. Yeah. Um, and I actually thought and I and I loved her immigrant story. It's like very beautiful. Like yeah. the fact that they learned English by playing Scrabble, and so that's why they all still play Scrabble together. And yeah. I really, I really enjoyed that like part of the film as well. That was like a very um, compelling addition. Yeah. I enjoyed. Um, and I wish my, I, my only thing is I wish they would have done more with the making partner at the wedding planner company situation. <laughs> I wanted yeah. a little more, what happened with that? And, um, and was there like maybe like a villain, but now that I'm trying to pitch the female coworkers be villains, I'm not, <laughs> I just want a little more tension with the job stuff. That looked like there was, there was sort of some fun fertile ground there, but, um, but I love this movie and I'm surprised at how well it held up. But, yeah. um, I thought it was going to be crazy and it wasn't, it's, it's really, yeah. good. it's really lovely. It held up pretty well. And, um, and, uh, I, I just think JLo is so good in it. God, I just She's love her great. so much. I think it's, yeah. Like something with her and rom-coms just like imprinted on me at a very early age. And I just feel very safe with her in this movie in her Agreed. apartment where, she oh makes these beautiful dinners for herself <laughs> and eats them on TV trays and watches Antiques Roadshow. And then later she's like roasting a tiny marshmallow on a candle. <laughs> which, I, which is a genius idea. I, that was like, a, I was like, why do I never do this? this and I was so like, beautiful. oh my gosh, just like, oh, let me, that's so cozy and lovely. And she just, uh, I just oh my gosh. Like, she's just so lovely. She's so great. And her line deliveries are amazing. She's so funny. She's like, Oh my God. When she's, there's like such an iconic line that it's like, you know how those, those who can't do teach those who can't wed plan. <laughs> uh, and it's very fun. Yeah. Her, she's, she's a very good actor. She's a very good actress in this. And I love this movie. All right. Well, we like to end our movie discussions by counting up all the familiar rom-com tropes. We spotted, I will kick us off flashback to little girl obsessed with her wedding. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> that's what they do. Um, no, it was not me, but that is, yes, rom-coms love that. Um, Judy Greer's best friend, the original, the OG Judy Greer's best friend. Um, busy businesswoman. Um, huge ass apartment. That's a very big apartment. Um, the wine at home vibe. You see you in Love Hard. You see in Bridget Jones. Sort <laughs> of like an appreciation for single women at home being like, I'm just chilling. Um, the big job that's sort of like, you know, the big work thing we're working towards, the big mm-hmm. pitch, the big sale, the big article, the, you know, she's got to make partner <laughs> by making this sure this wedding goes off without a hitch. Um, quirky job. She's like an expert wedding planner. Um, let's see her. Oh yeah. Like falling into a romantic sexual position. So that's yes. a dumpster saving the girl from impending doom. Uh, the dumpster, she faints, which is what we don't we don't often see, but it is there. I'm um, tending to her crush's wound. Yeah, he does this for her after the dumpster, and she does this for him when he gets his hand super glued to a um, statue's penis. Um, woman wakes up and fixes her hair real quick. Um, she's in the hospital. She's got to make herself look cute real quick. Um, 
scheming parents. Her dad <laughs> found a husband for her. Um, destiny. There was someone was talking about destiny. I don't know who it was, but I did clock it. Um, dur, dur, dur. Watching a rom-com. They watch like an old romantic mm-hmm. film. Spontaneous dancing completely <laughs> in a cringeworthy way. People start <laughs> dancing and she goes, would you like to dance? And then he doesn't want to. And then the usher makes him awful. Definitely <laughs> cringy. Um, um, it rains. We're in the rain because it's a rom-com. Perfect sexy, <laughs> perfect, sexy circumstance. We've got to plan this wedding without the bride. Yeah. Oops. Um, oopsie. Men chatting over sports. So that him and his friend are golfing and talking about Fran. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. <laughs> in the car. It's been a while since um, we've seen that one. Right. It's good to see it. You love to see it. Um, horseback rescue. I just feel like I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah. Um, abandoning someone at the altar. <laughs> Crazy. Two of these, um, objections. People objected at her wedding. Um, the crosstown chase. He's got to go find her at the movie. Quirky mode of transpo. He's like in a Vespa when he does that. Yeah. Um, gets ready really quick. I don't know why I wrote that down. Um, maybe when she just gets ready for the wedding really quick. No, no, no. It's no, no, it's no, my, that's from the hospital. I'm going to ignore that. Um, and then um, friends obsessed with love life. Judy Greer is absolutely obsessed with her love life to the point where she like baits and switches her. Um, oh, and I guess the meat cute. Sorry, the meat cute with the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's insane. Okay. Allie. <laughs> I have like easy breakup. Like Fran was like, mm, yeah. she was like, Fran, do you really want to get married? And she's like, no, no, I don't. And it's just very easy and nice. And it's like, you know how easy yeah we just planned in a really expensive wedding and yeah go ahead break up with me i didn't really want to marry you yeah um, that's a little unrealistic that is unrealistic yeah. um and then i have does i feel like woman takes hair from tight bun and takes it down and lets her hair percent. down woman lets her hair down um, i feel like her hair's in a bun and then like she drinks a lot after like running into her ex <gasps> in the flower yes. shop or whatever, and then like lets her hair down after some drinking. Um, a thousand percent, a thousand percent lets her hair down. Yeah, I think that's it. Hair down and um, easy breakup. Oh my gosh, which still takes us to 28 tropes. Oh my very gosh. high, <laughs> very high. Um, well, we expect nothing less from a 2001 jennifer lopez big budget rom-com <laughs> well and now an attempt to rate this rom-com we here at PSLA rom-coms have an ever-changing list of top five rom-coms and as of now here are our top five when harry met sally the best man love and basketball 10 things i hate about you and hitch so now if we so choose today we can put the wedding planner on that list but we have to unanimously agree to vote off one of the other top five to replace it with so what do we think does the wedding planner deserve a spot on the top five list and if so who should it knock off mm, let's see here well, we already have one about a wedding. That's pretty good. Like one around the best man, sort of like mm-hmm. our resident wedding one. And then Hitch is sort of like, you know, the person who's like the professional love person. Yeah. Um, kind of a similar story. And well, I love the wedding planner. I think it's absolutely classic and iconic and shaped like many uh a point of view of rom-coms at that time. I I just don't see it being like changing the genre or 
pushing it forward or being like a top, top class. Like I just seeing it being like a lovely moment in rom-coms yeah. in like the golden era. What I'm do you think? I'm not really though? sure what it says about like, I don't really know what the wedding planner says about love or relationships. <laughs> I don't really think it has much of a message besides that, you know, I, you know, it's good to maybe now and then put yourself first when it comes to love and like, trust your heart just kind of generic stuff i don't think any of the messages are anything new it's uh all pretty generic yeah the best parts of it are like the fun plot and the situations and the yeah. specifics uh, i think the specifics that were put in were really fun and and fresh and are what make this rom-com memorable um yeah and it's definitely a memorable rom-com but i don't think it is um i don't think it's adding to the genre in any way more just like a a beloved classic but not you know adding or innovating or redefining it in any way yeah that's honestly Ali that's a really good assessment I think that's I think that sort of puts that's like a very smart way to specify like what about this rom-com it's maybe not top five worthy where it's like it's really good (laughs) it's like in general it's very good but it's like yeah we're not you're not particularly moved, you know, like in the five-year engagement, right? Sobbing at the end, like just like some big truths because that's the last one we watched. So it's like, yeah, and the ones we have up on the list, like huge truths about love and um, life. And in this, you're like, absolutely a dream to watch. Yeah. <laughs> An absolute vacation from the current world. But beyond that, I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, we're in agreement again. Can you believe? Can you believe? <laughs> Can you believe? Um, but we did it. Um, so the top five remains the same in the wedding planner. You know what? What, what do we say? Most um, specific meet cute? <laughs> yeah, most specific meet cute. Definitely goes, yeah, on the top five of uh, most memorable meet cute. Yeah, absolutely. Up there with serendipity and the... The gloves, both going for the gloves <laughs> in the department store. Um, so now it's time for our last segment, Reality Check. In this segment, we test out the tropes and plot devices and rom-coms we've just watched to see if they hold up in the real world. Uh, in this movie, uh, we see the trope quite a couple, quite a few times of uh, romance, uh, crush saving other crush from uh, <laughs> <laughs> impending doom. Uh, Matthew McConaughey saving um, uh, J-Lo from an oncoming dumpster and also from a runaway horse. Um, <laughs> but here's a question I have for us. Mia, has anyone ever saved you and has it turned into a meet cute like has any stranger ever come to your rescue and then mm. it's been the perfect little introduction uh perfect little natural meet cute none comes to mind right away ali have you had this happen well okay one time i was uh directing a <gasps> musical that was performing um at ucb a comedy theater in la and this show, surprise, had a lot of props, <laughs> like so many props. And um, we just had a show and it had gone really, really well. And, um, you know, I had most of the props all packed up and uh, everybody else was like, I was like, go to the bar, go party. I just have to, you know, pack up these last few props into my car and then I'm going to join you guys and um, to celebrate a show well done. And um <laughs> One of the props, of course, was a giant 
table. It's like this giant, <laughs> huge gray table. Um, really heavy. Should not be carrying it by myself, but I am a martyr. And I was like, I've got this table. Um, and so I was carrying this giant table to my Prius. And I was trying to get this huge table into the trunk of my car by myself. And this handsome man appeared from the shadows and oh my was God. like, Hey, can I, do you need any help getting this table into your car? And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. Um, and then he's like, looks like you need help. And I was like, no. And then, um, he's like, I'm just going to help you. And then he did. And I was like, thank you for helping. Um, and it turns out that he was like another comedian that was performing at the theater later that night. And, kind of a famous one and um it was a lovely to meet you um i did slide into his dms later and was like thank you so much for your help with the table hoping to you know maybe kind of spark up that romance but he i was i got a kind of curt reply and i was like <laughs> got it Got it. Oh my god. So I thought it was a meet cute and he just thought uh I was a charitable cause. So <laughs> that was my oh. closest like being saved by someone. That's no, that's extremely funny. Um that's of course, you know what? No, I think I've had similar things happen like that, Ali, but same things where it's like you're like, oh, this is meet cute, and the other person's like, no, it's not. And, um, <laughs> I feel like it doesn't quite check out cause we've yet to sort of, um, <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes people will give you like a ride, right? Like you'll have somebody be like, Hey, you're going this way. I'll give you a ride. And you're like, thank you so much. And then you're sitting in the car with them and it's like, we're falling in love right now. And then, it, <laughs> and then as, as soon as you get out of the car, you're like, no, I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And anytime I give anyone else a ride, I'm like, why did I agree to do this? Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say no, not a lot of, not a lot of r r random saving people from other things, meet cutes. I mean, you know what? They do happen, but do they bear fruit? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, well, okay. With that reality check handled, that was the pod. Thank you all for listening. We have a new episode out every week and remember to subscribe and rate. And we are brought to you by Campfire Media. And P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Hey, Oscar, Rachel, do you like Disney movies? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen all of them? Yeah, we saw all the Disney animated movies. And we saw all the Pixar animated movies, too. How about the DCOMs? What? what? The Disney Channel original movies. You should listen to our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault, because we are watching all of them in chronological order. Yeah, and we do fun segments, like we cast each other. That's right, and my favorite segment, Zaddy Watch, where we rank every single DCOM daddy. Ooh, you can listen to all this fun stuff on our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, guys, let's get back in the vault. It's cold out here. Campfire. <laughs>